Hello and welcome back to Audio Pong, Zach Wiegand. Hey, how you doing, Mike? I am doing pretty well. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm, this is the time of the year where my my spirits improve. I'm not going to make a water cooler conversation about the weather, but I really do enjoy when the weather gets warmer out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't stand. You know, I know you like the bleakness of I winter. Do. That drives me crazy. I, I, it is, it dampens my spirit. You know, I was outside the other day, and I was just like, yeah, I'll get some vitamin D. And then I realized I'm outside for literal practical reasons. I just wanted to get vitamin D. And then I was sitting there in the sun. I'm like, this is awful. Like I could feel myself being cooked. Like I didn't get sunburned or anything, but I could like feel the sun like trying to turn me into some kind of food. I'm like, Did you, you didn't go for a walk or something? I mean, that's a normal. I probably walked at some point in that day. That's what humans do. They walk. So. Yeah. But I just sat there in like the, on the, the patio and I'm like, like this sucks. I'm like, I just want to go inside. I hate the sun. And then I went inside. <laughs> Is that your review for the sun? Like yeah. if you were going to review the sun, what, what, how many, how many stars out of five would you give the sun? Oh, like, like if I could give it zero, I would. That's terrible. I hate the sun. Dude, if I could, if I could live without the sun, I would. If I could literally just live in completely darkness all the time and have food and and all the nutrients and everything I need, I would do that. I hate the sun. Wow. See, I would like I like the idea of like abstract reviews, like reviewing things that we just either take for granted or that never get any. They're never reviewed. You know, they're just things in our everyday life that you would never think to like critique. For like example, a, like a mug. Or well, I think there's some. There's probably mug reviews, but like. You know, it's actually kind of hard. When actually, in this day and age, it's a little hard to find things that aren't reviewed. I mean, even grass and water has reviews, right? Yeah, there are there are grass that I hate, like the crabgrass or anything that's kind of got the sharp blades that are like razors. Those are the worst. The crab, oh yeah, crabgrass. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's like what they have down in Arizona. Ugh. That's I think that's like the main grass. Well, that's because thing. it's so hardy and it's yeah, like, it doesn't like, take much water. Well, and- <laughs> it survives in an arid climate. Well, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, I, I like the idea of like reviewing the sun or like the moon. I don't know. Maybe the ocean. I, like I love the moon. Whoever is- does reviews these things. <laughs> I put the test to you, Zach. But I guess today, at least for a little bit, we'll talk about some funny Amazon reviews that I okay. found that I thought were really good. I don't know. They're funny to me. I don't know how it's going to translate when I, when I read them aloud. But I thought that would be good. Yeah, it sounds like fun. And then I'll try and guess whatever you're reviewing. So don't tell I'm, me don't no. tell me what, what the product is before you. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to see what you're going to say. In a way, I'm upset because I've spoiled it for myself because I would, I would like to experience it as well. But I totally, I think your answers are going to be more interesting than what my guesses would be. But we'll find out. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. All right, let's get into it. We took this to the beach, and after close to two hours to pump it up, we pushed it around for about ten fun-filled minutes. That was when the wind picked up and sent it hurtling down the beach at about forty knots. It destroyed everything in its path. Children screamed in terror at the giant inflatable monster that crushed their sandcastles. Grown men were knocked down trying to save their families. The faster we chased it, the faster it rolled. It was like it was mocking us. Eventually, we had to stop running after it because its path of injury and destruction was going to cost us a fortune in legal fees. (laughs) Rumor has it that it can still be seen stalking innocent families on the Florida panhandle. We lost it in South Carolina, so there is something to be said about its durability. Can you guess what that is, Zach? I'm going to guess that it is a giant flamingo flotation device. Like, Like an inner tube, but it's a flamingo shape. 
It's a flamingo shape. Yeah. It's a giant inflatable ball. Oh, that's all it is. <laughs> is it is, so? Is it like one of the the the, the multi colored one, or is it like the like where it's you know like in wedges? Uh, it looks colors. like one of those. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it looks like your your atypical beach ball. You know, yellow, blue, red. Yeah, it's but it's, it's but huge. It's like huge. it's it's as tall as a man. It's a gigantic. Oh, so you're saying it's me size? It's, it's like a hundred. Yeah, it's it's you could fit in this thing. Oh, so I could be the what is it? The, the boy the, the, in the bubble. Yes, <laughs> plastic bubble. <laughs> I've always wanted to be him. Why? Because I want to be in my own personal bubble. <laughs> Don't violate Don't. my personal bubble. <laughs> this one's gonna be hard to guess. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> All the review says is no complaints from Grandpa, and it's a five star review. Viagra. It's a one thousand dollar item. Not Viagra. No. Uh, it's a $1,000 item. It comes in eight colors. All of them are black except for one. It's brown. <laughs> a scooter? Here's the last hint. It's kind of long. A cane. Nope. That would be an expensive cane. It Which... starts with a C. A car? <laughs> no. What? It's a coffin a or coffin. a casket. Uh... No, no complaints from Grandpa. It would be very difficult for him to complain when, you know, he can't even see it. That's on, a joke. <laughs> well, he's on the inside. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Well, his eyes are shut, too. It's dark. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the main reason. <laughs> yeah, it's dark in there. You can't see the casket when you're inside of it. You know, people should do that. Well, you know what? You know, had um, Hunter S. Thompson had an interesting, um, I don't know, death ritual, like, written into his will. Mm-hmm. Or were Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp was the one who I guess was like the what do they call it the the um he was the the, the reader of the will like the, okay uh, I forget what they call the word that you're in charge of uh, well there's the power of attorney who's in charge no of, like, yeah, I mean it's your, like your that but anyway someone listening knows the word I can't think of it but he was Hunter S Thompson wanted to be shot wanted his body his corpse shot out of a giant cannon and apparently Johnny Depp made sure that happened where would he like into a particular spot, like or you I don't know. I don't remember the cannonball. <laughs> Look, they had they had me after being shot out of a cannon. Like, did the idea of like a coke filled corpse flying out of a cannon? It's just <laughs> hilarious enough to me. What would you want done with your body when you die? Do you have you ever thought? Well, about I that? wouldn't want it to have an Amazon review, or maybe I would like an Amazon review for a corpse. Okay. You don't see that every day. Or like a Yelp review for a funeral. <laughs> see, that's what, the, yeah, that's what we should, that's what we should do. We should have reviews of things that never get reviewed, like a funeral, your experience at a funeral. Like, how <laughs> was, was the food? Actually, I was, my grand, every, everything was gray. I was just, it was just, everything was tasteless, formless. It was dark. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. <laughs> well, I guess it's I know, a funeral my, you're my, allowed. My funerals that I've been to have always been very, very drab. I've never been to. They always say Gee, how though, fitting. No, but they always say like it's a it's supposed to be a celebration of life, right? It's well, supposed to be like you're supposed to celebrate that the life they've lived and things like that. I'm like, but you never see anyone actually doing that. At least not in my experience. I have heard of other people having their funeral be more like a party in a sense where everyone it's like. Everyone's like a family reunion in a way, you know. It is. It's... It was. It, it it is actually that way. Like I'm making a joke, but in my family, that's how our funerals are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, everybody's crying and sad at the viewing and then carrying the casket, right? But I mean, as soon as that's done, the burying, like it's all jokes and you know, and alcohol and and good food, 
and that's I was good. And in a shitty way though. Right now, my brain was just comparing the food between my two grandpas' funerals. That's a really <laughs> shitty thing to do. But the outcome is happy. Uh, the, the conclusion is happy because the food was good of both. Uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds almost like a Jewish thing to say. I don't know that that's maybe a bad Jewish joke, but I feel like that's a, like something my Jewish friends would make fun of is like how the food was at their at their grandpa's funerals. <laughs> Let's see if you can guess this item though. Are you ready? Okay. I bought this because I was tired of the bla- the plastic grocery store brands which melt. I had high hopes for this, but the suction is terrible. The liquid immediately runs out again. If you want to cover your food quickly, invert the tube, splashing the hot liquid everywhere. This happens every time. Is it a teapot? (laughs) No. So it's a tube that you invert liquid and it's hot. It would do no. That's the complaint. Oh, that it does do that. Yeah, we don't want it. To. No, you you want it to just you know squirt the liquid out of turkey baster. Yes. Oh Good man, job. he got I it. I got ding first one. Ding ding ding. Yeah, I don't know. I think Amazon reviews. You know when I when I look at reviews on a product. I mean, you tell me what you do, but when I when I review things or look at reviews rather online. I'm usually looking at the two and three star reviews. Okay. Because that's where I get the real like three stars is the best, usually. That's where I get the the honest and articulate discussion, right? Of the product. Right. And usually there's pictures and things like that. Uh two stars are kind of decent, but that's when people really start to like review out of anger, which is why I re- I avoid a one star review because it's just it's usually like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the reasons are completely benign. The person is just emotionally upset and took it out on that screwdriver or whatever. And then the five star just feels completely fake to me. Like I think four and five star reviews on Amazon are mostly fake. Even the four stars, really. Yeah, I think I think I think because that's that's the sweet that's the sweet spot for you know for commercialism, right? For like catching someone's eye and getting them to buy something. Like I don't know, let's say like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. And that's why I don't trust it. And after seeing like you know documentaries about how that shit is faked anyway, oh, all the bots and, and you know, cell phone farms people, in yeah. Southern Africa and places like that, you know, around the world. Uh, so it's so obviously faked, you know, that's not true. I mean, and yeah, like you said, bots even typing out things mm-hmm. that aren't humans at all. Well, I, I consider those people bots, anyways. You know, you consider bots people. Some bots. No, I think there's some people bots. Well, maybe maybe you should review bots. I haven't seen reviews on bots yet. Which bots are good and which bots are bad? Yeah, when I, I don't really... I, I rarely look at reviews because um, I don't buy online often. So, But if I'm going to like a restaurant, even then, I... I mean, I'll kind of look around. I usually look at the pictures of the food. So, yeah, I don't look at reviews. Um, Wait, you review food online? Yeah, when I look at, like, if I want to look at different restaurants in the area, right, I'll just look at the pictures and see if their food looks any good. Like, if it's, like, a restaurant I've ever been to. Are you look? but yeah, but some restaurants post pictures of food that isn't even the food they actually, you know, it's not actually how they prepare it. It's just some random, you know, oh, Google not, image yeah, but of, you like, can, you can tell a when sandwich. it's, like, yeah, but sometimes you can look at people's reviews, right? And, and oh, look that, at their, their photos that they have true. of the food. Yeah, I don't know. That is something that's also frustrating. <laughs> is is when, like a restaurant, like like say McDonald's or something like that, their their fries always look so happy and joyful, 
and their burgers look nice and plump, but they're not. You never you get, get it, it. and never. it's flat, and it's and it's it too is gray. And I'm like, I don't want this. Please, sir, take it back. <laughs> I think I think the uh, the plumpness of uh, burgers and the and the vibrance of French fries from McDonald's for me mostly has been accurate. I think. Really? Yeah, for the most part, you know. I mean, when they actually do fill up the damn fry container. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty gross. When I hate when you old, buy old fries, or it's you like, buy a gr- an extra large or a large fry, yeah. right? And they don't, they just they fill it like it's a medium. Oh, that's the worst. So I don't even know what this product is yet, and I I'm just gonna read it, okay? Because <laughs> this person was very disappointed was the title, and I don't like one star reviews, but here's a one star review, okay? Very disappointing. We named ours Bob. And let me tell you, he wasn't the hardworking man I was hoping for. Bob spent most of of his employment driving from one random side of the house to the other like a junkie looking for his next fix. His actual cleaning was minimal, at best, and he couldn't find his docking station to save his life. (laughs) In the week I had Bob, he never finished a cleaning cycle. One day, while at work, the app texted me to say Bob needed my assistance because he was stuck on a cliff. Worried for Bob's safety, I came home to find him passed out in the middle of the dining room rug. That night, the family said goodbye to Bob once and for all. Oh, Bob died? I don't know, but I'm. Yo, deed. I'm guessing Bob is like one of those robotic like vacuums, a like a Roomba, but an yeah. off-brand Roomba. Well, I, I, yeah, well, even the name Roomba sounds off-brand to me. You ever notice that, like, a lot of these products now? Because I mean, everything is coming out of like China, right? Okay. And I, all these weird names for these companies that are, you know, they're they're umbrella corporations. They they make these tiny companies that sell a product. And then they bank it bankrupts or it gets litigated, you know, they, they get sued or something happens and they immediately just close down that small company and make a new one and resell the same damn product sometimes oh, yeah. without changing them at all. Yeah. And, you know, I find that very disingenuous, but the names are what get me. Well, you know, that, they're always an attempt is- to be trendy. Like the, the most effort is in the name <laughs> as opposed to the product. So like they're they're. Their advertising is better than their product. Yeah, usually, yeah, usually I feel that the, yeah, the money's in the advertising, not not the uh, <laughs> not in the product. <laughs> not not in the product. Oh, uh, we got this product here. It's not that great, but um, you'll love it. It's like, oh, okay. If it's not that good, we'll have to put some good marketing on it. You know, I feel like movies do that a lot too. Like a lot of movies will like, like they don't put enough effort into the movie, but they'll like blasted all over like all like you know different advertising sites and stuff like that dude some some publishing or some producers um you know the companies that that sell the movies that promote them Mm. actually spend more money on the marketing than than they do on the making of the film that's ridiculous and it's not just in movies but it's in you know, video games. Yeah. I think it's mainly video. These days, it's mainly video games. Oh, yeah. You take like uh, some of those app games. Yeah, for sure. They they have fantastic 3D animation for their like their advertising. And you play the game and it's like, what is this? This is not what I thought. Like, yeah. This is not even close. No, nowhere, nowhere near. All right. This, this is a difficult one. I don't know if you're going to get this one. I, I'd have a lot of trouble getting this one. All right. You ready? Really let it sink in. See what you think it's about. Okay. Makes my farts sound louder. The hair must have acted as an interlocking silencer. I give this a big thumbs up. Five out of five. Made your farts sound louder. 
but it had an inner hair locking silencer. <laughs> How are we combining these two sounds? Not no sound and loud sound. Well, I think what he's saying is that the hair on his body in a particular part of his body mm. was silencing his farts in the past. But after oh. using this product, his farts became really loud. So it sounds, I mean, I guess I could guess at this is it, one, but is I already it a, looked is at it. Is it a shaver? Yeah, I, I, yeah, all right, we'll give it to you. It's not a shaver, but it's a shaving gel. Oh, so like obvi- Yeah, so obviously this guy was shaving his butthole or something. Wow, yeah. that sounds dangerous to put that kind of chemical near your genitals and, you know, rectum. I mean, that sounds shave, awful. People shave all Yeah, but you're part, saying it's like, a, it's like a, a chemical, though. It's, it's not a shave. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, you actual... put, I mean, shaving cream is a chemical. You put that on your oh, face. Oh, I thought it was like Nair, where it's a chemical that strips your hair off. Oh, no, I don't know. This is like a shaving like gel. Oh. And actually, I think the isn't the skin on your face the same as the skin on your uh, your your nether regions? On the oh, I don't know, but it's, it's the same type of hair. No, your the skin, hair the skin and, and the hair, hair, I think your it's the same. Hair, or your boob hair. Your boob hair. Yeah. I got hairy chest. Sorry, guys. Um, no, in your beard hair, they're the same type of hair, but your head hair is a different. different yeah, like form. your head hair is definitely different. That's mm-hmm. for sure. All right. You're going you're gonna to get this one, I think. Oh, my Lord. I have seen reviews on the green dust this thing can give off, but geez, guys, I blew my nose and it was green dust. My PC's filters are flippin' green, tinted with green dust. My desk is covered in green dust. I just put this guy up 12 hours ago. I keep finding green dust on my pants and socks. I did my makeup and got green dust on my face. This is worse (laughs) than glitter. Glitter at least has the benefit of being pretty. I didn't even whip this guy around like a freak. I opened it, spread it, and lined it up, but put clips on and put it up. Now look at me. I'm infected with the green dust. I have to bear green dust children. I am now forced to tell the tale of green dust for ages to come. Other than that, I'm cool. (laughs) So, so yeah, as I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh, it's like a glitter bomb, but with green dust, but... I don't know what else it could be besides some kind of explosive dust, green dust machine. <laughs> That's your guess? An explosive green dust machine? Yeah. What the hell? Where is that sold? What is the purpose of a, an explosive green dust What's machine? What's the purpose of a glitter bomb? You know, people do silly things. I think I thought glitter bombs, you know... Aren't they used against people who steal packages from... I think that's... Yeah, but steps? I've also seen people just like... Like, there's this guy that... uh he had like an industrial fan and had like a someone mailed him like a like a five pound uh, box of glitter and he just blew the glitter all over his room. <laughs> Wait, this you this is so far from what it is, but it's great. No, it's it's a it's a green sheet. A green sheet. It's just a green sheet used as like a green screen. That's all it is. <laughs> Good guess. Man. Why is there dust? I totally would have thought I was an exploding though. green dust bomb myself. Because it's cheaply made. It's probably made from, like, lint or something. <laughs> it is made from lint. That's true. Like, she, you can make clothing from lint. I guess. You just roll and it, it becomes together when, and when make it gets, it another fiber, it, uh, fabric. You can, but it, it's extremely, like, its tensile strength is, like, really weak. I've actually seen shit made from lint. And, it, yeah, it's, it feels like I, you know, I'm in. It's worse than recycled paper. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, recycled paper is terrible. How can there be a good review for that? I doubt there's a good review, an honestly good review. All right. 
My girlfriend and I were on the verge of breaking up because I would keep her awake at night with my constant clicking. Not anymore. Consider this relationship saved. The mm, is so the device is so <laughs> silent she will sometimes forget I'm even home and invite her lover over. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> I think I gave it away. Can you guess what it is? No, it sounded like a like one of those fidget cubes because those clicking. He's a he clicks. Well, what would he be doing? What clicking would he be doing at night that he would want to be silent about? Grinding your teeth. He has a. He so has what? A, wait a minute. So grinding is what would he be? So what would he buy for that? No, the uh, the device mouth, he's using guard. makes a clicking noise. Oh, I thought. So he wants a new one that doesn't click as loudly. That's what. That's what this product is. Is it a mouse? It is a mouse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's clickless mouses. Why would you want that? Oh yeah, you can have. Uh, I used to have one actually where. It was designed, I think it was called the Rat 7 or the Rat 9, like R-A-T. I forgot what it stood yeah. for. It was a terrible fucking mouse. Like, you you paid for, it had all these little, like, you could. it was modular. You could take it apart and, and change its size. And, like, in theory, it had a good idea there. Okay. And originally, I liked it for the weight and the look. But it was just a really expensive mouse that didn't perform well. And one of the features was the fact that it, it had this, like, you know, dampening technology and the clicking, mm. but it was terrible because you couldn't feel, it was so delicate that I couldn't feel when I was pressing. Yeah. So just the weight, you know, for, and when you're gaming, your hand stresses out. It's like when you're gaming a controller, you accidentally press a button, Yeah. you know, or move the character or whatever. That's what was happening. I was constantly left clicking by mistake. It drove me nuts. If I had a mouse like that, that didn't make a sound, I would slap it just so it would make a sound. That's really kinky. You're just going to beat your mouse up <laughs> along with that last. It wouldn't. It would break within a day, probably. Is that your goal? But, like to destroy your mouse? When it's not my goal, I just I, I would be very infuriated by it not having that satisfying clicking sound because I like the click, the the feel of the click, the sound of the click. Have you broken any peripherals in your life? You know, like computer peripherals, like or a game, you know, like a gaming controller or a keyboard or. I want to. I don't. I have not. You know, I've cracked a controller before, like uh, but I've never broken one. You know, just out of frustration, yeah, playing, like, a, you know, playing like a PS2 game and threw it on the ground. We've got those, some of those PS2 games get real, real tough. Yeah. Banjo Crash Kazooie, you know. Wait, say that again. <laughs> that was two games in one. Yeah, I was gonna say Banjo Kazooie and Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh my god, you got me with that one. There's things that bug me about certain products, like menus. You know, like when they have. Uh, too much fluff and it's just there's more more fluff content and like talking about how the burger was raised well that sounds you have that sounds like you have more issue with the menu itself than, yes than the product yeah absolutely the product to me so you're reviewing the menu the menu itself uh, not, like not the yeah. not the contents that it that it is advertising to me no that's it that's an but interesting the menu thing. itself yeah it's like that's what's annoying it's because like it's like i already had troubles reading as everyone has figured out by now. <laughs> um, so it's like when I had to decipher your your lovey-dovey language about how the burger is, is gourmet and that it's like, you know, flame-licked. It's like, what does it even mean? And it's like... It just always sounds undercooked to me. Like it's not... 
You know, yeah, like, yeah, like right. Flame touched, flame touched, flame <laughs> lit. It's like, well, to me, that means burnt on the outside and raw. Yeah, I mean, in the like, what is fire expensive? Are you like reserve, like you know, conserving your flame use? I mean, with, I don't know. Yeah, I just want the menu to tell me what it is. It's like because they always have some weird name as well associated with this product, like Arbengard, like Ujazie. I'm like, what is okay? So this is it a salad? <laughs> like, what am I about to eat? Oh, that's something I don't like is when restaurants attempt to be like cool or like have a more interesting sounding menu and then they make up all these you know ridiculous like oh man i'm trying to think of the names i went to a restaurant uh, recently with my sister and she can't eat meat anymore so we went to some kind of like vegetarian restaurant okay and i was i was making fun of all the names and the food was just like i expected overpriced extremely simple recipes like Nothing special. I mean, when you're eating vegetables, you're not going to get very far. Well, I had meat, but... Oh, yeah, I did say it was like a vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, it is. It is. They did still have meat, right? They want to make money. Most people, if I had to guess, still eat meat, right? I mean, there's got to be more... I would say more people There's more meat eaters than there is, you know... I think that we're going through like a cultural shift where we're starting to eat less meat as a society. Definitely, I Yeah, because the more I talk to different people, especially like when I go to work and stuff... I hear people talking about changing their diet and becoming like, I don't know, pescatarian for say where they only eat chicken and fish and mm-hmm. stuff like that or and only eating meat like uh, like three times a week and stuff. So I, I do hear people eating less meat than especially when I was a kid. Man, you went anywhere. It was brats. It was burgers. It was steaks. It was, you know, it was meat, meat. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's also where we live, too. Right. I mean, you go out of state, and I think I feel like, especially when you go south or southwest, like the tone—it's a tonal change in what you know people eat, and it's definitely still like meat-oriented. But I like the idea of reviewing menus because I think the only person I've ever seen review a menu is Gordon Ramsay. Uh, what was the name of the show? I think it was not Kitchen Nightmares or oh, there's Hell's Kitchen. Hell's uh, Kitchen is with the cooks, right? Yeah, that's the competition. Okay, one. no, then it's Kitchen Nightmares where he saves the business. Okay. And, so Kitchen Nightmares, actually, it's one of my favorite things is when he critiques the uh, the interior of the restaurant and also the little details like the menu. Yeah. And not just that the menu has too many items or too few or it's overpriced, mm-hmm. but even the way it's presented, you know, I the mean, readability of it. well, that and like it should be an attractive thing. I mean, it's your first impression yeah. with an image of the food in the restaurant. Oh, right? if I can get pictures on my menu even better. Yeah. When, when you go to like a. Like a, a foreign type restaurant, like say it's Mexican food or Chinese food, they always got pictures. It's like, yes, I want that one. Can I get the? And then they always have numbers associated with it as well. That's something else I always like. Like, yeah, like uh, there's a place called Asian Noodle, and it's like oh, a, yeah, it's Asian a locally Noodle, owned yeah. restaurant in in Schaumburg, and uh, they have A1, H2. You know, they got all these different like like because next to it they have like Cambodian style Jingjonghua. I'm like, it's, what? Is, I don't know what Jingjonghua is. But, <laughs> it's kind of like a cafeteria setup, which I actually don't I don't mind. But you know, speaking, of, I the I have reviews on Google, and they're all I think for restaurants. Okay, and maybe like one or two grocery stores, and my reviews are now in like the ten, tens of thousands. Like for viewership like or like, oh, wow. That's like people cool. found it useful or not useful or whatever. Right. And it's funny when I, I've looked back at, at my reviews, like to read, you know, what I, because some of those reviews were written in anger. So I don't remember okay. what I said. And um, I think that would be an actually 
you know, I used to, I used to really be harsh about like critics in general, because here's why, like in general, I feel that there's a lot of people critiquing things without maybe not just practice and in, in, in understanding what they're talking about, but just a, a sort of a, a, a relative, you know, it's, it's, it's not as if they have any skill themselves. So I guess, you know, it's like saying like when, when someone makes fun of, uh, you know, a fat football coach or something, well, how can that be the coach of like all these, you know, 20 something athletes. Right. Right. But as a coach, you don't need to be athletic. You just need the mind that basically you need the mind of a tactician, right? Right. You need to know, understand the plays and how to use your your athletes as opposed to what it means to be one. I'm sure it helps if they were one in their lives. But my point is that I sort of apply that mentality to like people who critique things. I don't think that way anymore. I do. Really? I, I have a greater respect now for like people who review and critique things properly. You know where they have not necessarily a background, although I think they should in some de- in some degree. Mm. But some kind of study, some kind of you know, yeah, some evidence that you study what you're talking about. Um, and that <laughs> I it made me think of that because when I look at my old reviews, I if I was critiquing my reviews, which is what I'm doing, <laughs> right? I'm just I'm also deciding. It's also telling me that I could be doing that maybe professionally like i i really like doing it you know okay if someone will listen to me, maybe this episode will teach me that if anyone cares about our reviews <laughs> or you know like your review of the sun although i have to say i completely disagree with you on that one. oh no it's a very uh uh just for just a position of the view that most people have most people like the sun and like being outside and enjoying the weather I just want to be in a dark cave, I think. I think that's where I belong. <laughs> you want to be Batman. <laughs> Zack man. Do you think that it's important to just have the um, ability to like, like to express your experience or when you're doing a review? Or do you think that, that the experience itself isn't necessarily the review you're looking at? You're just looking at, is the product a good quality? Well, no, Let it be I a mean, restaurant the- or a... a, a uh, tech thing right well the experience is a critical part of the importance of reviewing something because that in itself is very telling of the reviewer and of the of the product or the place that they're reviewing right like for example uh, one of the reasons like i mentioned earlier that i don't like one star reviews on any site but mainly let's say amazon because you know they control our spending they um they're very emotional, and usually I find more fault in the reviewer than of their review of the product, or of the product itself, I should say. And, okay. And, and that is that is telling through the description of their experience or just their emotional expression of it. And because that, that to me, is an untrained mind. That's a weak mind. That's someone who just, you know, they spilled their coffee and therefore the restaurant sucks. You know what I mean? Right. It's that kind of It's that kind of level of ignorance that... There's just no way. I don't think. I don't even think ignorant people respect that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, especially when it comes to like my bias versus yours, because then yeah. it's just you know red versus blue. But um, you know, and it's different between obviously between like a pro, like a thing and a place. But that's why I what I look for. I think a proper re- review is in in its entirety the experience. Right, what the person went through, mm-hmm. and then it's the logistic or not the logistics, but the little details 
that make up the difference. And and basically, I'm judging like how smart do I think this person is, and therefore can I respect their judgment? Oh, you're trying to get credibility out of someone right. you have no idea of their through their words, and yeah. yeah. And you're just trying to yeah through their, their or their the, video, their, their little bit that they expressed, yeah, trying to derive some kind of credibility from them, if in any at all. No, and I think I mean I look at for me when it comes to restaurants, and I'm about you, but um, it's not just the quality of the food; it's how hygienic the restaurant is as well. Yeah, if if you go to a most most of the time, if I go to a dirty place and and I'm like gonna eat there, I don't want to eat there, you know, because you want to be comfortable and you want to be like, you know, you want to know that your food's not gonna get you sick. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, I that that's actually very yeah. I agree. That's a very like logical reason for me. I I guess I'm less worried about being sick as I am to, um, just the 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 cleanliness, like how dirty. I guess that translates into being sick, but I'm not really worried about being sick. I'm just I hate the idea that you know if you're sloppy, if a, if a restaurant is sloppy with how its cleanliness or how it even treats its workers or the things that it owns. Then to me, that's the same as saying that they're they do the same with their food. Why would it be any different? Oh yeah, so you're deriving like a, a sense of character out of their out of their cleanliness because more well, almost not really morality, but just like how dedication and like yeah and and work ethic. Yeah, I mean you can't their- walk into a coal mine in a white suit and walk out clean. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's. That's just an analogy for how I feel like like one restaurant. I'll never forget. I went to a Wendy's when I was uh, working in construction. I was a surveyor, and we're in a long line, and it, it was in a really bad neighborhood, and everything else looked really shady as far as like getting food. And there was this Wendy's, so it was almost like a mini, you know, it was like a mini mecca. It was like glowing a light in the middle <laughs> of this terrible neighborhood um, on the east side of Chicago. And then for lunch, there was a long line of people out the door, and this is years ago, and. I, I walking into that restaurant, I right away I was upset with like just the cleanliness of it. And the guy in front of me, as I'm talking to my cousin who was with me, the guy in front of me says, Hey buddy, and then he points. And on the wall behind the cashier was a cockroach, like a big one, just crawling along the wall, like just skidding around the wall and then going behind like some metal plating. And I can tell you, anyone who's lived in a city or knows anything about cockroaches is you. Anytime you see one cockroach, oh, there's you can just multiply that by hive. a thousand. <laughs> That's how many more you don't see. And if they're crawling around in, in in broad daylight around food that's being made, no fear, no fear. <laughs> then no one's taking care of that problem, right? And I turned around and walked out, and the guy, like, it, he was about to like make fun, and then you know, I, I looked at him like, "What? You're, go ahead, say it." Because, you know, he's like, oh, he, he made that kind of noise. Like, oh, like, you know, as if to say, like, oh, what are you afraid of, a little cockroach? And I'm like, I'm out of here. And I told the guy, I'm like, hey, you want to eat, eat cockroaches on your hamburger? Go for it, man. Because <laughs> we, we booked out. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, not Total Recall, uh, Demolition Man. It's like he's down in the sewers and he gets he gets from the street vendor. <laughs> and he uh, he's like, oh, I'll take a burger. He's like, all right. And he, <laughs> the other two cops are with him and he's like, you don't want that burger. He's like, why? And he's like eating. He's like, what's wrong with it? He's like, uh, do you see any cows around here? <laughs> he's like, this is rat burger. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> he's 
He eats it again, and he's like, it's a very good rat burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be committed on. at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the same with cockroaches. If you're yeah. going to eat a cockroach, why would you quit halfway through? <laughs> uh, you're committed at that point. Yeah, I've seen enough fear factor that uh, the way to $1,000 to eat the whole bucket, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's some things just not worth some. There's like, I don't know. It would have to be a lot of money for me to like worry about that. But that's how I, I don't. That's how I critique a restaurant. Yeah, you know. You know, it's really weird. I, I was. Uh, there's a new restaurant in Schaumburg that isn't open yet, and it's been like, uh, like being, I don't know, built. Like the building's already there, but they're putting. They already have a sign on and everything, but it's not open yet. And it's been like that for about a month. You know, pandemic. I probably has something to do with it. It's like an all-you-can-eat Japanese uh, restaurant kind of thing. And people are reviewing this place before it's even open. <laughs> no, that, that isn't that crazy. That's another like, thing. It's like there's there's like one stars all across the board, and then there's like a few like other like like four and five stars saying, "Don't review this. You don't even like. They're not even open. Don't listen to these other guys." I'm like, like what? <laughs> like what? That's why, why I think so many reviews you, are fake. Why can? Why is there any any option to write a review about a place that's not even open? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why well, that, is that an option on Google? <laughs> that's a complaint about, um, like, Yelp got caught doing that. And they, I doubt they've changed because, I mean, who do they answer to? They don't care. Yeah. But they're bullies and they, they shake down. There were Years ago, there were documentaries about that. And, um, uh, you know, stories and reports of, like, small businesses that were getting basically, sh- you know, sh- shook down. What's the term? Like, shaken down by Yelp. Because they didn't want to play ball with them, you know, in, in like ordering their service, like basically paying for their service, which to me is the same as the mob that, that walking is a in. Mob. It's like it'd be a shame if something bad happened to you. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. restaurant. It'd be a shame if it burnt down accidentally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, and uh, but that shit does happen. It happens actually. All the, that's why I don't trust reviews. I I'm cynical about everything, but I'm really cynical about what what I what is sold to me in in a sense as far as like a quality of, of a thing or a place. Mm-hmm. Cause I just feel in general that most not, well, yeah, I do. I feel most of the positive is false. I really do. Cause I think, I think overall people are mostly cynical, especially in this day and age. I mean, if we're, if the average Twitter, you know, twat is, is willing <laughs> to, <laughs> is willing to destroy <laughs> someone's like career, you know, over a, you know, a perceived, uh, triggered intolerance, right, yeah. of what they said, yeah. then certainly they're willing to destroy a, a business, business review. Yeah. And so at, at that point, then how does the how does the establish how does the, the company fight back? Well, they 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 buy fake reviews, right? Or rather, they buy a service that allows the that allows positive reviews to like you know aggregate a higher mm. possibly a falser score without having you know any evidence in front of me or what have you. Yeah, I don't know. I think if I was just like a small business, I would just like keep on doing the best I can and and not like you know because that's a lot of money also to buy reviews, right? Like yeah, but how do you? So you just do whatever. I don't know how many people you do, but in this day and age, man, like the your the internet is so interconnected in our lives now that businesses do get ruined do you do you look at like reviews for a business before you go there yes i do i find well i i mean look it's not like i'm trained to even though i could say i'm probably am a little bit but it's just a natural human 
instinct in, for me, I, I believe that we we're curious. We want to investigate things. It's how, that's how we, we prove anything to ourselves is through evidence. Yeah. Right? But, but I don't take reviews as much evidence most of the time anyway, because most of it's just opinion based and it's not really necessarily. Well, it helps me decide. See, what I'm really deciding is whether or not, whether or not I have a strong enough doubt that I should pay attention to. So, if I'm reading reviews on something, I'm really trying to, I'm testing my doubt. If my doubt was a pillar, I'm smashing it with a sledgehammer every time I read a review. And if it breaks apart, then I'm not convinced that I should take the chance of ordering mm. that product. Yeah. If it stands tall, I give the product a shot or, I, you know, usually I purchase it. Yeah. So, like, I only use Yelp if I'm trying to find something, uh, like a business that's nearby mm-hmm. that I don't really, like a mechanic or... If I need like a a barber or something like that, then I'd go to Yelp to find it. Um, but I don't really look at the the reviews all that much. I just kind of scan through them, see. Who, maybe I'll look at the stars and see the numbers of of ratings. But I I don't use take that much of a um of a weighted judgment with it. You know, I just use it to help me find a, a location. So how do you form your judgment then? Are you just you I just go going there blind? and I find out? Just going yep. blind? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's how I. You know, it's like trying a new food. You never know if you're going to like it unless you try it, right? I suppose, yeah. Because I, I, I felt like making an argument in, fa- in favor of what you're saying, saying, oh, that's very old school. Like before there was internet, that's how people just, we just tried things, right? But that isn't entirely true either. No, it I isn't. Mean, a lot of people we still take, spoke to friends right, or exactly. coworkers or someone to get an idea. From your, Recommendations from Or you read the news. I remember reading the newspaper. Uh, that's actually what we used to do is read the newspaper to see... Um, you know, like where we're going to try to convince our parents to take us for dinner on a Friday night for family night or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, and so I guess that is a way. I mean, there were review, there were reviews back then, but the re, you know that you know the status of the reviewer itself has changed greatly, right? It seems like a less, it seems a lot less professional to me, and I I feel like there's so much competition. Now, because of the internet, because of communication and how quickly it's become, you know, everybody, anyone with a cell phone is a reviewer now, really. Or, you know, a local, what do they call that? Uh, Not a local host. uh, Like a tour guide. but Yeah, I'm losing my mind for memorizing, remembering terms today. But Google has it like a local. um, Local spotlight. That's a Local guide. That's what it is. Local guide. So, uh, like I became. I guess you just automatically become a local guide when you do enough reviews or whatever. But I don't use oh, okay. it or take it seriously. Kind of like your blue check mark, you know. Yeah, you're like verified. Are people really waiting to see what I'm gonna say about you know, and like you said, <laughs> like bourgeois food or whatever the fuck the yeah. place is called? So I don't care about that, you know, because it's my opinion. It doesn't matter to me if you agree or not. Yeah, and then if I'm looking to buy like a product online, mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll search like well, if I need a a new hair dryer or something like that. I'll look up best hair dryers, you know, right? Like in Google. And then I'll, they're like, uh, there'll be articles that rank different hair dryers and I'll go through like probably like five different articles looking for the, the commonalities. Okay. So you do research. Yeah. I do research, but I I don't go without with reviews. So you go in blind with food, but not hair dryers. Oh dude, I love going blind. You'll take a risk with a hamburger, but not a hair dryer. Yeah. Cause the hair dryers forever. The hamburgers for a day. I, f- I would reverse it personally. <laughs> I think there's more risk in in going in blind at a restaurant Not than in the hair dryer. In a, what? Here, what is a hair dryer? Okay, if a hair dryer, what's the worst that could happen with a hair dryer where you're not in, 
intending to actually kill yourself through electrocution. I have to buy another one. Yeah, and that's I don't want to do that. Yeah, but you're not. But gonna, a hamburger, I'm gonna. It's gonna go away. It can poison right away you. Anyways, yeah, but not in America. Nope. I could go oh, pretty much. What any is it restaurant. to me? Here, here in the. You, you know, know how many times I gotten food poisoning in America? I have never gotten food poisoning. Oh boy. unless it was my own fault. You're in a real. You're in for a real treat. Food poisoning is a blast. The the worst I did is I I drank spoiled milk at a hotel once and it was like in a carton and it was. Did you get of, sick? I wasn't able to drink milk for like three years. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't get food poisoning. When you get food poisoning, it it can not only not only can it be crippling pain to the sense where like I I liken it almost to gallbladder pain really, where you just curl up in well, a there's like tight kinds, ball and you can't right? move, but you will vomit. Constantly, your stomach will not hold anything down. Sounds like a great ab workout. It's not. It's not. <laughs> no. I the worst case I've had actually. This is a gross story, but the worst case I've had of, of food poisoning is I ate some food out of like one of those refrigerated like you know vending machines that sell like you know they sell like tuna salad sandwiches and and stuff I like would that. Not, not well, even try. I did, and I must have had something so super rotten in there. Because near the end of my shift, I was a machinist at the time. I was starting to like get dizzy, and I couldn't even stand. Oh, and my body's energy was just—it was like oh, somebody so you got sapped like me. Well, it took like a couple hours, and then yeah, it hit but me. like sometimes they say food poisoning, you won't notice until like the the next day, even. Yeah, not in my case. And I—it was the middle of like a really cold winter in Chicago, and I quit work about half an hour early. Like that's how bad it was. I couldn't even wait around anymore, and I couldn't even drive my car, so I. I laid down in the back of my car. I had an 89 grand marquee at the time. So that was like, nice. That was the same size as my first apartment. So I could lay down in that thing. And um, I called my father actually because he lived in the city to come and get me. And uh, we went to, I went to the emergency room of this hospital, Swedish hospital. And it was full, it was packed. And they didn't, you know, I told them what was wrong and that I, had, I thought I had food poisoning. And since I wasn't dying right there and then, they had me, you know, sit in the in the emergency room waiting room. Well, I don't know how much time passed, but I I passed out and I passed out choking on my own vomit. Oh no! And it was jet black because there was obviously blood, blood? in my stomach. Yeah, and and I just remember waking up on a cot, you know, on a bed with like a movie scene. Like I'm looking up and doctors and nurses are rushing and like yelling at each other. Like and they're 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 fly. I'm flying down the hall. And everybody in the in the emergency room is standing, like staring at me, thinking probably this guy's dying. And yeah, you start puking blood. There's something I, wrong. They and I, remember, you know, it's funny though. Like I was, but even in that state, I was defensive because I, I remember hearing one of the nurses tell that say to the the, the lead doctor, maybe he was the only doctor, but. Uh, the lead doctor peering over me. She's like, I think he's got, I think he's drunk. And I'm like, I, I'm not drunk. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to fight for my, my dignity. Cause I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic. Like this is just food poisoning. <laughs> but that was one of the worst. That was the worst. And I had to spend overnight and I vomited all night. Black fluid, dude. It was gross. Do you know what bursts like inside you? What ruptured that was? Bleeding? I don't know. They didn't tell me. They, I sat for a, a night and part of a morning in the emergency room until I seemed okay. And then they let me go. You know, there was no like. Did they have you on IV at least then? Of course. They always, yeah. I mean, they put you on IV when, you know. Because um, that's a lot of like, you know, dehydration. Risk yeah, when right you there. dehydrate, they put you on an IV right away. 
period yeah you know that's the worst thing about getting sick like that is that dehydration because then you you get a migraine from it and then you, your whole body starts to cramp and seize up and then everything. it feels it's weird but you can actually it does actually feel like a bag having the air sucked out of it when you when you have you, have you ever experienced it like like serious dehydration oh yeah i've had heat stroke and stuff and yeah yeah no it's it's no fun it's not fun yeah, yeah. So that was uh, yeah, that. Was, I would give that vending machine uh, a zero, a one out of five stars. It's as good as the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's as bad as the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like you would hear about jokes like in in media, like Seinfeld or like you know Futurama, they make jokes about like the the vending machine, like a uh, tuna salad sandwich, you know. Yeah. But I've never actually met someone who actually that, was dumb enough actually, to eat that yeah <laughs> that almost died because of it dude like, i and that wasn't the first time that was not that was the last time i ate that stuff but not the first and i've bought some very questionable looking food out of those things and i still ate it because i just spend the money it's well like, <laughs> you just it was cheap and i was young and younger and naive I, I can only say i was less naive than i am now but when you're younger you feel um you know you presume a sort of immortality about yourself, right? You don't think about the dangers of the world as much as you do when you get as you get older. Yeah, uh, and not you know, there's different factors, right? As you get older, you hurt yourself or things happen to you. Right, that you, wake your up brain your mortality more. You know, sure, you're, you mature, your maturation takes yeah. place, and then you become a, hopefully a person. Um, <laughs> hopefully a person. Hopefully, I mean, I'm still working on that myself, but. Yeah, I know. Going back to like the state of reviewers, like you know, like movie reviews. It. I grew up with like Siskel and Ebert and other guys. Yeah, like do you them. take that kind of stuff seriously at all? Movie reviews? No. Yeah. In fact, um, the only reason I ever listened to movie reviews um, was because I was really just listening to the way they spoke and the language they used. Because re- what I like about reviewing in general is that it's kind of like being an orator. You're you're speaking to an audience, like a, as if standing on a stage. But there's no audience usually right in front of you. And I always thought, wouldn't that be interesting? Like as a kid, I thought, why don't, you know, people who do reviews of things, why aren't they more like a stand-up comedian? Why don't they have an audience actually in front of them, say like right after the movie or or right before the movie plays? And I thought, wouldn't that be interesting if people had some kind of interaction that way right before they watch the movie and then they could agree or disagree with that with what that person you, said? You know what would be interesting uh, for like a movie and stuff more along that kind of uh, media style of reviewing is if after the the review they had someone that kind of like you guys had had like a group discussion you know like about like like a like book a, club or like a, a, a critical critique of the movie you know it's more than a review you're not just saying if it was a good or a bad movie or you know the you're you're talking about like the the actual process of making the movies like and stuff like that. I think that would be an interesting review. I, I would be so. more interested in that than an actual, like, you know, you know, Cisco Ebert review, which I'm not, but I guess I'm not really familiar with that. Well, Cisco and Ebert, their reviews were, um, even though they, you know, they presented themselves as sort of like a, like a, like a duality because that's what they were but like a, a duality in the sense of like compared to like masterpiece theater or something like and I, I don't know if you remember masterpiece theater but that was a thing in the 80s that where you had a very well-dressed gentleman in like you know in a leather like office chair or you know like smoking room chair and he would introduce um a summary before the movie took place or the play or the opera what have you i think well the what i watched when i watch is about movies but 
Um, it had Cisco and Ebert had a, a very similar setup. You know, they were well dressed and they were sitting in you know a nice looking uh, auditorium or you know okay. movie theater rather. And so you know it it presented. I I I call that hokey because to me it had sort of false a false sense of class because even though these guys were obviously college educated, their aim was sort of it was predicated on them trying to disagree because that's what I you could tell that, that okay. was more interesting when they didn't agree on a movie um, as opposed to when they did agree to a movie because when they agreed it seemed like they were just finding different ways to say the same thing and their responses was more like they focused more on sort of the storytelling of what was going on which to me is what I find uh, just as interesting as like the the logistics and you know what went down to like make the movie itself. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And and have have a metal life. life. So that's what I find, I guess you could call it classical, about reviews of not just movies, but a lot of things before there was the internet. And now, it's like I said, it's so competitive that even the professionals compete with, you know, nobodies. And some of those nobodies are better than the professionals, but I think the competition hasn't actually improved the class or the quality of people reviewing in the old fashioned way. Yeah, you just like diluted the pool of of your your audience. Like they're they're too spread out. In a out. way, in a way. And, and I think yeah, I think aggregate scores and too much averaging ruins it. And this is a long answer to your question, but basically that I don't even after all that, yeah, I don't when it comes to movies, I don't really care if it has a low score on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. If it if it interests me to watch it, I'll watch it. You know, yeah. I won't be turned off. I think that's a good attitude to have about it, though, because it, it, to me, movies are a lot like food. You never know if you're going to like it until you try it or at least see something about it, right? You start to look at the the trailers even, you know, but those can be misleading. That's another funny thing with trailers is that you can, like, turn a horror or, or a comedy into like a horror movie just by messing with the scene. Oh, I love like, that. People that do that on YouTube. Yeah, I love that's that. so fun. And it's so, it's so crazy to see how much sound and things like that play into your your senses and how, how you perceive how the scene. How persuasive they can be. Oh, yeah. Music and scoring is, is I think, is fundamental for film. Well, it's fundamental for uh, reviewing and critiquing and, and discriminating our likes and, mm-hmm. and dislikes, right? So to close us out, if you have to, if you had to give this episode a review out of five stars, what would you give it, Zach? Oh, uh, I'd give it a six. No, you know, I'd say this is a, it's a solid, solid four. You know, there's there's always room for improvement, but we did a good job and we had fun and that's what's important. Well, I don't believe you. I think you're on a phone, a phone crop down in Nigeria giving us a fake four. (laughs) <laughs> don't tell the people that i paid for this review okay they, if they know then that ruins the illusion 